we'll go through maybe a couple new things and and uh, I I just don't want you to take lightly this message. Amen. In Luke 17:1 Jesus said then he said to his disciples it is impossible that no offenses should come. We said the offense in the Greek means a, a trap stick. A bent sapling or a movable stick with bait used to catch animals. The word came to denote a snare or stumbling block. Metaphorically, it signifies that that which causes error or sin. And we gave the translation, it's, and it, it's very good. He says, it is simply unthinkable that you would allow yourself to dream that you could live this life without an opportunity to become offended. Satan will bait you and I, drawing us, drawing us into a trap in which he knows we'll become offended. Do you know, the devil can't read your mind but he sure can send out his little imps to watch you and I and observe you and I, how we interact with others. When we bump the stick of offense, the trap slams shut and we find ourselves trapped and controlled. And when we're controlled, we're usually controlled by negative emotions. Because if you're offended with somebody and you haven't forgiven them and you, you haven't dealt with it, you're going to have these negative emotions just like just come up time and time again if you don't nip it in the bud. 1 Corinthians 10:13 we gave you that scripture no temptation has overtaken you except su- such as common to man but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. If you and I are going to get bent out of shape lose our peace, we're going to live our life in constant frustration. Amen? Now today I was, I, I had to go from one end of the town, from church, clear over to GM, and I don't know what was going on. And there was a line of traffic, but you know what? I'm not, I'm not one of these people that just follow other people (laughs) I made a a, I deviated and found another way to get there and I got there without having to sit in line because I don't have to sit in line coming back it wasn't so bad but you know there's things everyday people we can get frustrated about and we've got to learn to deal with that said we said this and God may be using the people that cause us to be offended to expose a weakness in our character As Christians, we must learn how to allow the fruit of the Spirit to operate in us regardless of the situation. The real proof of spiritual maturity isn't measured by the moments when our flesh is comfortable, but it's revealed when we run into a situation that rubs our flesh the wrong way. In every situation of potential offense, God will always make a way of escape. Always. Amen? The only one who can make the choice to escape Satan's trap of offense is you and I. It's up to us. As believers, we can't afford to become offended with others. As believers, we must be careful not to offend others. Look in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to go on. I'm going to read a portion of it out of the Living Bible translation. And the heading over, look at verse 17. I'm going to read a couple paragraphs of Scripture. 
But there's some safeguards that we need to take in our relationships. Say safeguards. There's things that you and I can do to guard our relationships with each other in the body of Christ. And we find one here in Ephesians. But I, I want to start here. It says, this I say, verse 17, Therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanliness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you've heard Him and have been taught by Him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former, former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, say new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. I want the new man to operate every day. Therefore, verse 25, this is the scripture that I, w I want you to see. Therefore, put away lying. Let each of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Say, speak truth with our neighbor. Be angry, do not sin, do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. See, if you get into anger, you get into offense, you're giving place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give. To him who has need, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, See, this is the new man. Forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. See, do you realize that when we get offended, it grieves the Holy Spirit? When we're in unforgiveness and we can't forgive someone else in the body of Christ or whoever, it grieves the Holy Spirit. Now, a portion of the, the Living Bible says it this way. It says, stop lying to each other. Tell the truth, for we are parts of each other, and when we lie to each other, we are hurting ourselves. If you're angry, don't sin by nursing your, your grudge. Don't let the sun go down when you're angry. Get over it quickly. So we need to get over the offense quickly. For when you're angry, you give a mighty foothold to the devil. Amen? Now, how many have ever heard this? Don't make a mountain out of a molehill. See, more than likely, a lot of these things that offend us are little things. Not necessarily big things, but they're just little things. There's always a danger of making a mountain out of the molehill. You've heard this one, let, don't let the little foxes spoil the... Fine. Here's another one. Don't let things get blown out of proportion. That's why I asked you... When we started tonight, is, is there anyone in your life right now, you just as soon look the other way. If you see them on the other side of the street, you just hurry into a store. You know, we've been in the grocery store. <clears throat> and you see somebody and you just want to get out of there. 
You're laughing because it's true. Because you don't want to deal with that individual because that individual offended you or maybe you offended them and you haven't dealt with it. And in the days ahead, we're going to have to be truthful. And this is the key with dealing with offense. We need to be honest and truthful with each other. And if we're not honest and truthful with each other, it's going to affect the body. That's why he's talking about the importance of putting away lying. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we're all members of one another. Proverbs 12:18 says, There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword. How many have ever had somebody speak to you a word? I think we've all been guilty of it, too. You speak, they spoke a word and it just went right in here. Right into your heart, just like a dagger. It happens. Maybe someone said something that felt like that knife went right into your heart and then, then you can't shake it. It's, it's just there. That every time you see that person, it just, it just comes up again and Satan has a way of magnifying the problem. How many of you have been praying on your knees or, or walking, praying, and you're, you're praying in the Spirit, but your mind is, there's other thoughts going in your mind? Well, that happens, doesn't it? And many times it's thoughts that you're dealing with. The enemy will come and he'll accuse you. He's the accuser of the brethren. And he'll remind you of what somebody said to you or somebody that didn't do something that he should have done, and it offended you. And that's where, you know, we're going to have to grow up in the days ahead. The, the body of Christ, we've got to grow up and we've got to mature and we can't be so easily offended. Now, you know, they tease me and say I'm sensitive. Yeah, well, I am. I'm a sensitive kind of guy. You don't think I'm sensitive? Okay, I'm sitting there grit, grinning back there. Now, my family, they kid all the time. They're just, that's the way they are. My wife grew up that way. My folks weren't like their side of the, her side of the family. And, and, yeah, people can say things in joking and just jest, you know, and, and they don't realize maybe it affects that other person. Amen? How many are sensitive here? Just me? Oh, quite a few. But on the other hand, sometimes you just got to learn to develop thick skin, and that's what my wife and family's done for me through the years. I want to read to you about forgiveness, and I found this, and it, it's, it's good. John Mason says this way, A chip on the shoulder weighs a ton. Forgiveness is essential for good human relationships. You cannot give a hug with your arms folded. Forgiveness of others also assures us of God's forgiveness of our faults and failures. In Matthew 6, it says, Jesus said, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. We don't think about that, do we? We should. The weight of unforgiveness greatly drags a person down. It's a tremendous load to carry in the race that we Christians are called to run. When faced with the decision to forgive and forget, never make the excuse. But no one knows what that person did to me. That may be true, but the question is, do you know what unforgiveness will do to you? What really matters is what happens in us and not to us. 
I like that. What really matters is what happens in us and not to us. Unforgiveness leads to great bitterness, which is a deadly misuse of the creative flow from above. Great amounts of mental energy and brain power are used up in pondering over a negative situation and plotting how to get even. It's awful quiet here tonight on a Wednesday night. This kind of thinking is totally unproductive. People who make a habit of burning bridges will discover that it, is, that it is they who have been left isolated and alone and that they will deal with neutrals and enemies the rest of their lives. That's why we should build bridges, not burn them. Vengeance is a poor traveling companion. Every Christian's called to a ministry of reconciliation. Getting even always causes imbalance and unhappiness in a life. As I've worked with churches throughout America, it's in every stagnating, stagnating situation I have found areas of unforgiveness. And conversely, I have found that generally speaking, churches which are growing don't talk about past problems. That's good to know. Never underestimate the power of forgiveness to loose and free you to accomplish your goals and fulfill your calling. It's the one power you have over a person who slanders or criticizes you. The farther you walk in forgiveness, the greater the distance you put between yourself and the negative situation. Forgiveness gives you a spring in your spiritual walk and a second wind in the race of life. So, it's important, isn't it? Why, why do you think... I know last Sunday's service was the Spirit of God. Why do you think the Holy Spirit had to say, Pastor Mike, you've got to put your, your series on hold while we take care of this issue? Because evidently there are people here that have been offended. Or maybe they haven't dealt with the offense and need, need to. And if we're going to minister effectively to people, we've got to make sure our heart's right. Amen? You and I must ask the Lord to forgive us for our wrong attitudes and, ha and ask the Holy Spirit to help us deal with the offense. And see, that's where we go wrong so many times. If we get offended, we don't take time to ask the Holy Spirit specifically to help us. Do you suppose that the Holy Spirit knows that other individual's heart? I've seen through the years. Oh, my. We, if you've been in the ministry, you can, Michael, you've got stories, I'm sure, of people. People, like I said, people are a mystery. But, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that the, through the years, there's been not a lot of occasions, but one occasion where a couple got really offended. And uh, they were so offended, they put a sign on the fellowship hall door telling so-and-so they can't come in. I'll tell you later. Don't, you're looking at me like a, yeah, well, that's a good thing to forget. And I read that, and it said, so-and-so, don't even think about coming in here. And uh, I could tell it was a very caustic situation, and there was some very some animosity, and some, and they they weren't handling it well. <laughs> and I knew I've known for through the years God sends 
rebels and renegades to me. I just attract them. And uh, so I sat that person down and tried to talk to them, and it didn't work. So then I had to sit, sit that person, that those two people down, and ask them if they can't come to church here anymore. That was a hard thing to do. But see, that caustic, that bitterness, unforgiveness, because they'd come in and they'd have a scowl on their face. And it wasn't any, it was it was a difficult thing to do, but I had to say, I'm sorry with your attitude. If you're not going to change, then you need to find another church. And you better change before you go to another church. Well, they ended up going to another church, and that pastor called me, and I let that pastor know what you're going to be dealing with. You better take care of it. Well, he died not long ago. And, uh, sad. So I, I'm telling you, well, Pastor, don't tell me to leave the church. I don't, I don't have to tell you to leave the church. Just mind your P's and Q's. Be a good sheep. Love your neighbor. Be truthful and honest. If you get offended with somebody, you know, sit them down. My wife, I've told this before, Ma, she sat me down not long ago. I didn't enjoy it. No, I didn't enjoy it, and, and it, I, I put my head down on the desk, and then, but I needed to hear it. You know, and, and sometimes that's why we've got to be honest and truthful, especially with your mate. You've got to be honest and truthful with each other if you're going to, to work together. You can't pretend everything's hunky-dory and, and not deal with the issue at hand. Don't try to sweep it under the rug because, folks, it'll come back. You older folks been married a while. You know what I'm saying. You've got you to gotta be honest. And in the days ahead, we need to be honest. And, and sometimes I know maybe I am too honest. But I'd rather be honest with you and save your fat from the fire. Amen? You and I need to learn, if we get offended with somebody or a situation, immediately go to God and pray. Father, forgive me if I, if I did anything to offend that person. I don't want, to, I don't want it to affect my heart. Because the issues of life flow from my heart and it will impede that if, if I don't ask you to forgive me. And I'm willing to go to that individual. Now sometimes you will have to go to an individual, sometimes you don't. But that's why you need to be led by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will lead you whether you go and say something. As a shepherd, I had no choice but to sit that couple down and tell them. Because their bitterness and rancor was going to affect the body. It spreads like a cancer. John sixteen thirteen, Jesus said, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, say Spirit of truth. See, Jesus called the Holy Spirit the Spirit of truth. 
When he's come, he'll guide you into all truth. Truth is something that is trustworthy, reliable, and true. Romans 8.14 says it this way, For as many as are led by their emotions, these are the sons of God. No? Just checking. For as many as are led by what? But how many Christians are led by their emotions? Their emotions are not the same thing. God gave us emotions. I've got to... You get around me long enough. You'll see I have emotions. We all have emotions. What are you laughing at? He's my neighbor. There's Pastor Mike. He's emotional. Look. We had somebody in front of our house the other two few nights ago. They didn't go to church here, but was dealing with it. Church matter. And... Uh, he was emotional, and he was getting louder and loud. He wasn't mad at me, but he was expressing his emotion. <laughs> but we can't be led by our emotions. Emotions are, are fine. They're God-given, but if you're ruled by your emotions, you're in trouble. We need to be led by the Spirit of God, not by our emotions. Being led by your emotions when you are offended will cause you to look the other way and suppress your feelings and push them down. Being led by the Spirit of truth will help you be honest and truthful about the offense. You're going to be honest. You've got to be honest with yourself. You've got to look at your own heart and say, is there an area in my heart I'm still offended? You've got to be honest with yourself and honest with the individual that offended you. You might, and I might have to, at one point, have to go to that person and say, what did I do to offend you? What did I say that I shouldn't have said? Please enlighten me and talk about it. But if you ignore it, and who, who likes confrontation? Any hands here? Caleb? Yeah, a little bit. You won't back down. I know that. That's your mama's side. Micah and I are the sensitive side. Although Micah, <laughs> well, that's another. You can all talk about your kids, right? I got good boys. Good daughter and a good daughter-in-law. Amen. Being led by the Spirit of Truth will help you be honest and truthful about the offense. So. Think about that. Speaking truth with your neighbor is a sign of maturity. So if you're offended, or they're offended, you pray, you ask God to forgive you, and if you have to deal with that individual and talk to them, that is a sign of maturity. Pretending everything is all right and ignoring the offense is a sign of immaturity. Isn't this a wonderful Wednesday night message? <laughs> Pretending everything is all right and ignoring the... Listen, folks, I've done it. You've done it. We've all done it. I got no amens. I guess I'm the only one that done it. You and I can cover up the hurt and develop a bitter spirit... 
See, that's what happens if you get offended and you don't deal with it right away and ask forgiveness and go to the other individual and smooth it out. A root of bitterness takes root in your heart. You and I can cover up the hurt, develop a bitter spirit, or we can be honest with ourselves and the other person and be set free. Amen? Now, I want to close with this. This is such a... How many have this book? Mine's worn out. I know I got one. Is that the one I got for you, Kaylee? The Daily Prophecy? Yeah. How many don't have it? You should get it. It's, it's wonderful. And this is what <coughs> Brenda Kuhneman says. Remember we were talking about Satan uses the trap of offense. And she entitles this, Traps of the Enemy Exposed. It's just, and she says, always prefaces everything that she writes with a prophecy. And she says, Know that I shall reveal and expose the plans of darkness against you, for not one effort shall succeed. And I will open your eyes, and you shall avoid traps on every size, side, says the Lord of hosts. It, wouldn't it be great to know we walk with the Holy Spirit so close that He's going to warn us about a potential offense? She quotes Psalm 91, verse 3. It says, Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. She says, During Jesus' ministry, the Pharisees and religious leaders of the day tried many tra- times to trap Him. Mark 14, 1 in the Amplified says they were using secrecy and deceit to trap Him. Yet their repeated attempts to take Him, they always failed. Every attempt was somehow either thwarted or exposed. Why? It's because there was an anointing upon Jesus, making them unable to touch Him even when Jesus was plainly within reach. And how many of you want that kind of anointing? But if we walk in offense and unforgiveness, it's going to stop the flow of anointing. He either knew their intentions or supernaturally escaped their traps. It wasn't until Jesus gave Himself into their hands to be crucified that they were able to lay hold of Him. As heirs of Christ, we also need to know that the Lord is delivering us from the traps of the enemy. Instead of falling into the subtle traps of deception, sin, false doctrine, offense, the anointing causes us to see them in advance and avoid them. The Lord can show you and I when a trap has been set for us if you're willing and open in your heart to the Holy Spirit. He's the Spirit of what? Truth. And He'll lead and guide us into truth. We also need faith to believe that we will supernaturally avoid and overcome the traps we don't see. Trust the Lord today that every trap of the enemy laid in your path will be exposed. So you mean the Spirit of God can, could warn you and to be careful about a, a relationship or about a potential problem and an offense? Sure he can. And she prays this. She says, Father, I thank you that I'm delivered from every trap of evil set against me. In fact, let's all pray that. Say, Father, I thank you that I'm delivered from every trap of evil. I ask that you would cause me to see and avoid these traps. I also ask you 
to place an anointing upon me that shall deliver me from every snare in Jesus' name. Every snare, every trap of the enemy. So, if you haven't been offended lately, how many since Sunday had a chance to be offended? <laughs> really? Did Brad offend you? Both the boys raised their hands. So. I'm, you, he offended you or you offended... Oh, she, she... What did she do, son? I'll I'll never I'll never forget I'll never forget Caleb when he was little. He was hard to handle. Oh dear Lord. He was a pill. But he gets so mad at me and I don't know what I did. But you got so mad you crawled out of your window. Was it your basement window, your bedroom or what window? Crawled out yeah, he was little, crawled out the window and he's gone. Disappeared. Ended up, he was down on the river behind us somewhere, weren't you? We found him. He came back. But you know, you get to an age, a point in your life, you can't, you can't crawl out windows anymore. You can try. But you've got to deal with the situation. You've got to face your wife. You've got to deal with it. can't ignore the situation. I could have started this by asking how many have ever been offended with me. Don't bother me. What you learn, got to get over it, don't you? We got to get over it. You think anybody's going to get offended with me in the days ahead? See what I put up with? Now you know why I am the way I am. Maybe somebody's going to be offended with you. But we can't afford to let it. Let's stand up. Father, tonight we thank You for Your Word. We thank You, Lord, that Your Word is alive. It's health, life, medicine to our flesh. So the words we've heard tonight, Lord, maybe they're preventative medicine for some of us. But Lord, we'll heed the word of the Lord. And we'll keep our heart free from any offense and any unforgiveness. Because Lord, we don't want anything to stop the anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now I'll tell you something. Being a preacher ain't easy. Every time you step behind the pulpit, there's always the risk of saying something you shouldn't have said. And, if I, and I've done it in the past, and I've stood up here and said, I'm sorry. And if I have to do it in the future, I'm man enough, I'll do it. But you need to be the same way. If you blow it, fess up to it. Amen. What a wonderful message. Shall we all dance in the Spirit or whatever? Anything else? There's big garage sales in our neighborhood.
Tomorrow, three. Three to seven. Friday from nine to three. There's four in our neighborhood. Papers full of garage sales. So get out there. Come to ours first. Spend most of your money at our place. I need... I'm offended. I need... I spent the afternoon hauling junk down from upstairs, and I'm tired. I've got seven or eight little...